This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What is going on, everyone? It is your AEW Dynamite Review Show right here on Fightful and Fightful.com. I'm John Alba filling in for your boy, Sean Ross Sapp. We had to upgrade a little bit with the hair this week. And I am so, so grateful to be joined by my Fightful cohort, Mr. Alex Polowski, the king of the sour grabs himself. What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the turkey week. It's the day, it's, it the, it's the week of the turkey. Um, my, uh, my family's had to postpone oh, no. our turkey day festivities because uh, my daughter's got the flu. I'm so, so sorry to hear that. So my wife's elderly parents are like, yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're we're hoping, fingers crossed for Sunday. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. That you know what? It's even better because that way the bird can actually defrost. That's, because that's between point. you and me, four <laughs> days just wasn't enough. So you know, it's it's nice. It's nice. Well, here's what I want to know, not just from you, but from everyone out there tonight. You have a chance. Get involved. Send in your super chats and your humper chats. Humperchats.com. What is the most overrated Thanksgiving food? Because this is a, a very, very, very divisive topic here. People are on either side of the fence of Thanksgiving. And I would love to know what is the most overrated Thanksgiving food. Do you have one in particular off the top of your head? I, I think that the problem with Thanksgiving, traditional Thanksgiving dishes, is there are a myriad of ways to, to, to prepare, prepare them. Poorly. Certainly so. Certainly to prepare so. them poorly and like one way to do it good, <laughs> like any like any like I'm like oh well uh, this turkey is dry as hell oh that's fine I'll put some gravy on it well that is lumpy as all get out isn't it like so it's you're trying to salvage one thing but maybe if I take some of the stuffing and then like dip it in the mashed potatoes everything won't taste like cardboard you know but like if it's done right Thanksgiving. But mm. so rarely is it done. I agree with right. you on that. Very rarely is it done right. And I come from a family of Italian cooks. We cook nonstop. I cook nonstop. I'm sous vide and everything. But on Thanksgiving, sure. it's just not flowing. We already got a super chat in from Luis who says, uh, I'll say it, fuck stuffing. <laughs> F- <laughs> FMK, stuffing, turkey, or ham. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That yeah, that, listen. Uh, I, I uh, stuffing is one of those that, like, I am very particular about. Mm-hmm. It, it can either be way too dry or way too wet. There's got to be something in the middle where just a little damp. Because if it's if it's too dry, it's like you're eating croutons. If it's too wet, it's like did you just take this directly out of like the the bathtub? Like, there's got to be something in the middle there. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, we'll have plenty of time. And again, guys, send in your Super Chats, your Humper Chats, HumperChats.com, because we have a very busy episode of AEW Dynamite to discuss. It was the post-Full Gear show. And uh, I'll tell you, I feel like the most newsworthy stuff was out of the way within the first hour of the show and the second hour, uh, not quite as newsworthy for the most part. What are your overall sentiments there? 
Um, I, it was it was a, a a very there was a very specific crowd today mm-hmm. that really I thought put their stamp on everything. Um, I thought that the first segment was a giant swing and a miss, um, and everything after that kind of like had to like re rebuild itself back up. The trios match was amazing; should have made evented. Um, and, uh, and, and there was some other stuff in there that was like, Hey, by the way, uh, Brene Paquette's here to make a really interesting, um, announcement about something. And everyone on the internet is like, yes, but how does that pertain to somebody else? And mm-hmm. 20 minutes, they were like, Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, that pertains to that person too. And it felt like they, they did feel like they added that on afterwards. Like a lot of it felt like they, they wanted to do something, but it, it the stuff they were doing kind of got affected by out like outside influences and it didn't quite be what it wasn't plan a sure i i actually liked the opening segment but there were there was a big element of it that i didn't like overall and we can get into that now as we talk about this opening segment that saw william regal in the ring right away mm-hmm. and he's egging on the crowd saying oh you'd love to hear from the new aw world champion mjf right mr friedman as he's calling him and he says well max isn't here he's on a movie set tonight and you're gonna have to wait till next week to hear from him classic heel uh-huh. wait till next week john sure. moxley comes out he's ready to stomp a mud hole in regal and brian danielson makes the save and he's trying to appeal to john moxley not to knock out his good old mentor mr william regal the gentleman villain himself and he appeals to him alex by trying to say this man helped me understand what my father was going through which is what you went through alcoholism right. mm-hmm. there was a great degree of realism here that i really enjoyed and i thought john moxley had the acting job of the night having to sell with his facials and having to sell with his intensity that he wanted to do everything in his power to beat the absolute crap out of william regal ultimately he's able to compose himself and he tells regal to walk away and never come back so what was a miss about this for you everything like everything about it just felt like this was it this was your big, we just had, we just crowned MJF by having William Regal turn on John Moxley at the pay-per-view. And this was what we're doing. Like, like I, I honestly, I, I can't see how anyone could have thought this was good. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't see it. Like sure. Regal, like MJF had to be out of town because he's legitimately at the movie. You want MJF there, right? You, you That's what you want. If he can't be there, the other thing is Regal explains himself. That's that's the only other option. The option of Moxley comes out and wants to stomp a mud hole in Regal, but Brian Danielson stops him because I, I love this man because he taught me to love my father again. Um, it was just like that was a like that was a scene from a different movie. Like that's not at all. Like there, there are two things. MJF talks about being champion. He can't be there. He's he's got to be somewhere else. Fine. Then Regal explains himself. Those are the only two options. Otherwise, you lost me. See, I disagree in the sense that I feel like there were two ways for the story to go with Regal. Is why did he help Max, and what becomes of the Blackpool Combat Club now? And I felt like this part of the story helps service that element of it. What becomes of the Blackpool Combat Club? Well, now we know. 
Brian Danielson doesn't agree with what William Regal did, but there is this inherent guilt that he has that he feels he needs to stand up for this man. And that makes you question, well, what does that drive between John Moxley and Brian Danielson going forward? And I Mm -hmm. think that that layers elements of the character building and furthering going forward. Here's what I did not like. And obviously it was circumstantial, but man, Chicago, always one of your hottest crowds, right? Mm-hmm. You know that guaranteed. Yep. Max just won the world championship. He needed to have some sort of presence on this he show. Did. Even if it was a pre-taped promo that yep. they rolled, Max welcoming everyone to AEW and introducing William Regal. His presence mm-hmm. was needed on the show. He is the top 100%. draw that the show has, and him not being there was a big problem. We got a super chat from Peter Davies. He says, I feel the opposite of Alex TBH. I thought opening was a huge hit, and it was a fantastic episode. Right match, main evented. They killed it. Well, like, I mean, I I, I think if you're going to do what you did with um, with with the trios match, um, it, nothing can follow it the way that they did it. So that's just my own thing. Also, Jericho sucks. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I got I got to commit to the bit at this point. Like, like if I if I if I stop now, I'm just I'm just being I'm you know I'm, I, I can't do it. So um, what I was going to say was that um, I think that um, Brian Danielson having like the way he the way he put it though, yeah, he did a bad thing, but you've done bad things. I've done bad things. We've all done bad things. Sounds like an after school special to me. Like he did a bad thing. Like he's the leader of the Blackpool Combat. You named your damn faction after him. And he turned on you, all of you. Like when turning on Mox, he turned on all of you Mm -hmm. to align himself with the biggest heel in the company who does not represent what we thought the Blackpool Combat Club represented. And I think that Danielson trying to like, okay, uh, what I thought was going to happen is like, okay, I've stopped you from murdering William Regal. Now Danielson turns around and says, so what do you have to say for yourself? Like, I don't think Danielson should have let him let him off the hook there. It just, it felt, it felt. Well, I think there is a great story to be told where maybe Brian Danielson is holding on to hope that there's still good in William Regal. And when the time comes where Brian Danielson is a baby face challenger to MJF, that's when William Regal shows that even he couldn't be trusted with him. I think there's an opportunity to layer that story. And I felt like that might've been, Right. The beginning of that seed being planted tonight. Uh, Orion, Orion Ben 666 says Danielson appeals are hollow to me after Yuta. It's a fair point after we saw. Yeah. And Yuta, Yuta not being a part of this. Claudio not like the only one speaking on behalf of Regal is, is Danielson feels uh, odd and half finished. The other thing is the after Mox gets it together. And by the way, great, great for Mox. Like the way he acted this part. He was great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. But him going to to Regal and saying, "Here's what I need from you: run, run far, run fast, never come back." And then Regal just does, and everything I saw on Twitter after that was, "He's gonna be on SmackDown on Friday," which is <laughs> absolutely not the story you want to be telling, right? Like Alex, people, people the, think this is the last appearance of William Regal. The amount of texts I got. The amount of texts I got. From so people. I got a text. I won't say who, but I got a text from a WWE talent after that that said, do you think he's coming over? So I don't think it was just fans who thought that. <laughs> it, 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 here's the thing. If 
people are like, wouldn't you be happy? Because he like there's so much cool stuff Regal could do. He could be the guy to actually say war games or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like there's after this particular development, there's now at least months, if not years, of unfinished business between him. Like if he if he never shows up on AEW again and we never get him having the moment where he explains why he chose MJF over the entire Blackpool Combat Club. Well, no, that's that's bad. We, I, it, we, it's very, very odd. Which, to be fair, they promised will happen next week. And, and generally, one thing that you can hold Tony Khan to, and he even talked about this in the press conference this past week, was he doesn't like to false advertise. And if he's, That's true. And if he's promising something... I feel pretty confident that we will hear some sort of explanation next week as to what it is. Uh, Jambeard asks, so is it still the BCC when the Blackpool is no longer part of the group and betrayed the group? I guess that's kind of to what your point is. I mean, what's the Aberdeen? Maybe it's the ACC. It's the Uh, Aberdeen Combat Club. If if Danielson's going to be the guy in, in the... In the in charge of it now, maybe I think the ACC, ACC might be trademarked already. My I gut, mean, yeah, it might be yeah. trademarked. Uh, Brent Lockman says, with Danielson trying to become a gaslighting heel, I didn't take it that way. I, 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 I there was some because everything felt so odd about this segment. I was like, is Danielson like he did slap Mox, which was I thought was a weird choice, but I thought, is he gonna like, like straight up slug Mox and like turn on Mox too. Like I, there, there was all of this just felt like I was so excited for what this segment was going to be coming out of Saturday. And it was just not what I wanted it to be. And I'm like that. I mean, I mean, I'm probably not being objective when I say, I thought it was a swing and a miss. It was not at all what I wanted. And mm-hmm. so I didn't like it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. How else to say I looked at it like, as a chance to layer some long-term storytelling seats. And that's how I'm going to choose to look at it right now. And they can prove me right or they can prove me wrong, as we'll find out in the next weeks ahead. Chi-Town's first. I says, BCC was Danielson's vision. Watching him desperately try to keep it together before it all falls into pieces could be a great story. Uh, yes. It's a story I want to start next week after this week when William Regal says, this is why I turned on you, sunshine. I, I, I need... <laughs> I need that promo before I need anything else. I need that. I just, yeah. Never mind. And Just Me Jr. says, run away, but come back next week. Regal, agree with Alex. This was a bit silly. Regal is all about winning matches. Come on, dumb. I mean, the, the idea of, of Mox being so pointed of, uh, here's what I need from you. Run away as far away as you can go and never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Regal shows up again, what's Mox going to do? Like, beat him up? Like that, we had this. Like we had Danielson say, "Don't do that because he's got a neck injury. He's got two. He's had two brain bleeds. Please don't hurt him." So Regal, if Regal doesn't leave, and he does come back, Mox has to beat him up. But then we get more Danielson versus Mox stuff, which I thought was great last last year at Revolution. I just don't need to yeah, see it again. Don't need to see it again. There's right. so much other stuff to do. That's. Yeah, again, I think that there's more legs with this where Danielson almost has his heart broken by William Regal, who he wants to hold on to faith to that there's this bond between them and he will turn on him in favor of Max. We'll see. There's That's still a story to be told down the line. Don't forget to get your Super Chats and Humper Chats in, guys. Humperchats.com. We'll be reading them throughout the night. I also want to know what is the most overrated food 
on Turkey Day. Uh, we got a humper chat from Justin Robinson. Just wanted to advocate for Fightful Select. I joined after Brawl Out and plan to keep it going for as long as you're offering it. Fun fact, for less than 17 cents a day, you too can enjoy all the benefits of Select. Happy Thanksgiving and all that jazz. Sean Ross Sapp and your team doing an awesome job. Uh, Alex. I don't I don't think there's any plans for us to shutter it anytime soon. So yeah. thank, I'm happy to have you for the rest of time. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, so after this, we moved on and we got uh, a backstage interview with Renee Paquette and Keith Lee. And she was asking him what went into his decision to leave Swerve hanging high and dry. Swerve gets in his face. They ask Renee to leave. They look like they're about to throw down and Swerve puts his hand in the camera what do you make of this development here uh they're they're they, they they kind of have to they're gonna have to slow this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, burn all of this because I think, the, I think they'll probably get a match but it'll it'll devolve immediately into like fighting at ringside. They'll both be counted out, whatever. And then you know, the first time they'll have an actual match will be at Revolution, which is a long ass time from now. So they're gonna have to slow play this every week in order to get to that point. You think they're gonna draw this out till March? I mean, like, well, I mean, I I think that I certainly think that if it's not the feud ender. It'll be the big match between them in a cage, whatever. They try to have matches, but it never works out because you can't contain them. And so there'll be some kind of crazy stipulation. Um, like, listen, I after uh, Full Gear last year, when they immediately started in with MJF and, uh, and Punk, I was like, well, there's no way they could keep they can slow play this until revolution but that's a pay-per-view match mm -hmm. and to their credit they basically did they had that weird thing in chicago on dynamite that wasn't really a match because of the all, all the cheating and stuff so they they figured out a way to do that kind of a thing where they have we got a long time between now and our next pay-per-view let's give them a tease of something halfway through that time and then do the big match at pay-per-view i like their dynamic a lot together and any opportunity for a crowd to see Keith Lee emote more and an audience to see Keith Lee emote more is good by me. I've said this time and time again. I think 
there is one guy in wrestling that has a chance to break out big in Hollywood, not as an action movie star, but as like a legit dramatic actor aside from MJF. And that's Keith right. Lee. I could see Keith Lee oh, ball, yeah. bawling about the death of a family member in a movie, something like mm-hmm. that. And any opportunity for us to see more of that Keith Lee, I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Slow burn. They do have a lot of specials coming up. Obviously, you have winners coming. They'll do a New Year's show like they do all the time. So there are those special events in between. And that's, uh, imagine I imagine, where we will see that. Uh, Jambeard right. says Swerve Lee versus someone at winner is coming. And that's where Swerve fully turns on Keith and beats him down with a chair. I don't think you're going to see Keith Lee and Swerve team again. Nope. I mean, I, I, I don't think they should. I think that, that was as, as, as good of a breakup as they could possibly have. Like Keith Lee said he wasn't going to cheat swerve slapped him in the face and lee left the match costing them the titles that's the end i don't know why they'd make up again for like one match and keith lee would look really dumb for giving swerve another chance after knowing the track record there so i don't foresee that being the case uh the aw all atlantic championship match between orange cassidy and jake hager was built around a hat yeah Oh, it's, it's basically the gist of things. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Give us. Give I mean, us- listen, I, 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 I think that Jake, Jake Hager, uh, Jake Hager has never been better than he is now as the big dumb guy who's in love with a hat. Like, that's it. That's 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 the pinnacle of Jack Swaggerdom. Like, there's nowhere he's ever when he was world champion and he was not as good as this. And yet it also sucks. Like there's, 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 a, there's a point there where you got to recognize that this is as silly as it possibly can be. Sometimes it pops me. Most of the time it's like, okay. Um, I think that Orange Cassie is the perfect foil for something yeah, like this. Definitely. Uh, Daddy Magic and, and Ange Parker ringside trying to get custody of the hat. Um, it, it's, it's, it is, it's the comedy thing. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm here for is, um, is you're looking at uh, what we have with um, coming out of this, which is you don't get to be funny guy making making the jokes when the devil himself is after you. Right. Like like so like that's like this is the this is the last funny part of the movie when everything just turns on a dime and everything becomes really tragic. So maybe that might work. It upsets me seeing where daniel garcia was a month and a half ago i I don't know man to where he is now swinging and missing trying to grab a hat in the match yeah that bums me out quite a bit as a matter of i mean daniel daniel garcia was he was at the he was i i i was i was like this this guy's ready you you strap every rocket you got to this guy i was like the, the obvious thing that they do here is that they're going to run Garcia versus Jericho yep. with the pure title and the ROH title, both of them on the line, all the gold at final battle in December. Yep. A, a couple of months ago, I would have I would have bet the house on it. Yep. And now he's like st- sitting at ringside for Jake Hager's comedy match. Like, yep. I'm, I'm regardless of how much you love the hat stuff. I know there's a lot of people who love the hat stuff. Daniel Garcia is bigger than the hat stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations where the crowd was really buying into that. And you were getting the reaction you wanted out of Daniel Garcia's pursuit of once again becoming a professional wrestler and not mm-hmm. a sports entertainer. And they cooled it down. And listen, sometimes it works out where you can revisit it and it'll be fine. 
But other times when you miss something that's white hot and you choose not to pull the trigger, well, that's going to be a problem when you try to reestablish someone. So I am concerned about that. Now, after this match, we see the best friends are about to celebrate and the factory interrupts them. They come down. They're trying to uh, get some revenge for their zero hour match from the other night. Mm -hmm. And that's when the house of black returns and takes out everyone, everybody pretty emphatic return for the house of black. I like that quite a bit. Um, I love that. It starts with Julia. I think she adds so much to the, to the whole thing, like her up on the top of the ramp um, that we, uh, she undertaker left his hat in the middle of the ring when he retired and she was the one who somehow got custody. I, I love it. Um, and uh, uh, Malachi Black there and, and Brody King in like the vest with, oh, the, yeah. with the full sleeve uh, dress shirt with the cufflinks and the bolo tie. Oh, yeah. Like all, all of the, like all, all of it. This, this, this is my favorite act in all of wrestling. The potential of what it could possibly be them destroying everybody, them destroying the, the security guards, the jobbers who got sent out to stop everything. There's destroying the factory and the best friends, but it's not about, Oh, I want my all Atlantic title, uh, orange Cassidy. It's everyone is on notice because mm-hmm. we are here and we're going to destroy everything. Um, and just being able to have Malachi black back. Um, when everyone was like, he might never wrestle again. Like, Oh pl- no. Cause I, what a, what a, amazing talent that guy is and him like like members of the house of black and i forgot that that's what he used to refer to the the crowd i thought he was talking just about julia and buddy and brody but i was like no 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 no. he's talking about everybody in that building everyone's there guys and they did of course they did he's great I thought it was awesome, and I love the idea that they could be going after anyone, heel or babyface, because that creates a lot of matches down the line, and it keeps a trio active without having to go for the trio's championships, which is going to be obviously a big part of AWTV for the next month and a half or so with this Best of Seven series. So I really like the dynamic of you never know where House of Black is going to show up, and I hope that that is something they continue to lean into. I want to catch up. Alex, real quick here on a bunch of Super Chats mm-hmm. and Humper Chats again. Humperchats.com. Uh, send them in all together for us. Uh, Adam Weller says, as a Brit, Alex, Regal is not Stewie Griffin. What are you talking about, Sunshine? Of course, of course I'm not Stewie Griffin. Stewie <laughs> Griffin was up here. This is Stewie Griffin. No, William Regal's down here. They're very similar, but they're different. Ooh, man in the mask. Scrummy, scrummy, scrummy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, that's good. That's good. Uh, Chi Town Spurs says, "Give me Keith Lee and Macbeth." Okay, yeah, I'd see him in some Shakespeare. I mean, yeah, he he's he, he's just he's got that basso profundo, you know, like that voice. I could see him doing anything. Oh yeah, uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, "What was the name of Saturn's horsey?" Exactly this <laughs> was it Moppy. Of course, it was Moppy. The, Moppy. Yes, Moppy. The th- yeah, it was the. You're welcome. Th- the three-handled family credenza, I believe, was the name of the. Uh... Yes, you're mm-hmm. welcome. He would say. Uh, Jam Beard says, "I really want to see Evil House and join House of Black, and he becomes his more demonic, serious side with his old, evil-looking face paint." Well, they did go after best friends, so maybe there's an opportunity mm-hmm. for yeah. Danhausen to become be part of that. And again, guys, we teed it up at the beginning of the show. I want to know. What is the most overrated Thanksgiving food? I'm going to read a bunch of them off in just a little bit mm-hmm. as we continue going through this show. Uh, we saw a 
Jungle Boy Jack Perry post cage match vignette where he said that he was glad that he went through this match with Luchasaurus and he was even happier that he came out on top. I love the visual of the blood still on his face. That was very smart of the camera crews to catch that right after his match. What do you think of this? Um, this is this is the thing that I love about uh, AEW is that they always make sure to catch something like this after a big match. Guy's got dried blood caked all over his face. He's still sweating buckets. Um, and he's still, the adrenaline's still flowing, so he's going he's to cut some really great promo. This is it. Um, this is where, this is what's so great is because this is another one of those feuds that you know they, that it can't end until you can get a Christian Cage versus Jack Perry match. Christian's still injured. So how do we find ways of slow playing this moving forward? And this is, you take a week, maybe even two, and this might give us two weeks with just using this promo to let us breathe out of this program with Luchasaurus and move into the next one. You have to find a way to, because you need the payoff, right? There's no way that you can not get the payoff. Christian obliterated him when Luchasaurus turned. So you have to find a way to get, jack perry that and i love seeing the serious side of jack perry i think that's great as well the AEW eliminator final ricky starks defeated ethan page so it is starks versus mjf at winter is coming i had a feeling this was going to be the play when they delayed the tournament a little bit i thought both these guys were amazing in this match especially ricky starks and all of his selling for me, Alex, there is a rule of three all the time in pro wrestling. It never fails. And Ricky Starks hits three spears to get the win here after he can't execute Rochambeau because he is selling. I thought this was a really great match to showcase both of these guys. And I'm excited to see if they can heat up Ricky Starks enough to become a believable challenger for MJF here. What do you think? Um, I, I, I keep saying this because I, I, I think it's I think it's a, a really solid story to tell. Um Ricky Starks uh, going up against MJF in MJF's first title defense uh, at Winners Coming and and losing, um, but being built back up, getting maybe a brief TNT title run or whatever, and being the guy who at next Winter is Coming wins again to get a rematch versus MJF um, because that's a bit leading into the bidding war of 2024 because we don't know when that exact contract date is i'm sure they'll actually come out with it or whatever and um maybe not winter is coming but maybe it's revolution next year in 2024 but if if ricky starks is the guy to lose in mjf's first title defense and then if mjf wins that's it next week my contract's up i'm taking this title with me to the other place but ricky starks a year later is the guy to stop him from doing that that would build Ricky Starks oh, yeah. as a huge, huge, big time huge yep. main, main event baby face. Yeah, I agree with you. I watch Ricky Starks and I see The Rock in 1997, a guy yeah. that has the charisma starting to really come out. We know he can go in the ring. He's a great athlete. It's just a matter of finding the right story and the right combination of people to work with that will help take him to that next level. I think a match with MJF could potentially do that for him. I like your story pitch a lot there. I also like the idea that he had to go through some monsters in Brian Cage and Lance Archer to get to this point. Man, pro wrestling is so great when a crowd can connect with a performer and form that emotional connection Mm -hmm. where they feel with them. And when a performer is selling like how Ricky Stark sold in this match, 
I'm just enormously, enormously impressed by what he brings to the table. Ricky Starks was selling the ribs during his pose walking yeah. down to the ring. Yeah. He, not, not only was it like, because there's there's one, there's one thing to have rib tape. D- remember Damon Dallas Page who had the rib tape for like seven months in 1997? Oh, I hosted um, the podcast. Rib, I'm very well aware. <laughs> rib, ta- rib tape is one bro, thing. Bro, rib I tape. had rib tape all over me, all my matches, bro. All the way up to verging into the sternum, and then one piece of tape that that wraps around the shoulder to make sure everything kind of gets stayed up. Um, that's that's the next level selling with with the ribs. Um, I'm I'm I was all about it. Loved him working it the whole time. And then when you talk about like beating some big guys like Archer and Cage, like Ethan Page is a big boy, yeah, and like he's got some high impact stuff. So to have Ricky Starks go through all three of them. I think is great, and and Ethan Page doesn't lose anything by having be having to get three spears to be taken out. He he stays fine. After One this. thing I will say, I don't like. I do not love the pairing of Stokely Hathaway and Ethan Page. I love the two of them individually. I think they're very talented. The firm lost a lot of steam when AEW seemingly made this pivot here to having Regal and Max be the story rather than the firm be involved with it, which it feels like was probably the plan. They made a pivot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ethan Page needs a high man. Ethan Page, Ethan Page cut a promo right before this match, right. and Stokely ends up getting kicked out of the match anyway. I just don't think they need to be together, but I love both of them individually. Uh, just, again, just my tape here. Jambeard says, I want to see Ricky be the WCW DDP and wear the bandages around his ribs for three years, and he's always selling them as an underdog. So yeah. there you go. People are... I mean, there's... there's, there's For, for enough, enough of us old heads, we would recognize the fact that it's an homage uh, and, and, and be totally into it. And for the youngins who don't remember uh, 25 years ago, uh, it'll be for them what DDP was to us 25 years ago. And that's that's why I think it's great. Uh, Brent Lockman says, I assume part of Malachi coming back is to be hung from the trunk of the world tree until he gains all of his ancestral knowledge. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Uh, I like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so, the, the, the only thing that, that, like, this is what I think is great, is that we'll talk more about it in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, uh, they're obviously, to me, going to stretch out the series to the full seven, uh, which means uh, whoever wins that, I'm assuming it's going to be the elite, um, uh, wins that final seven thing, then you have the House of Black, who have been wreaking havoc everywhere indiscriminately for six weeks. Then they they formally declare their targets are the elite. And that feud heading into Revolution, House of Black versus... Versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks is absolutely a yes. a 100% dream feud of mine right now. It is a it's, legit pay-per-view, high-value so pay-per-view good. match yeah. that can sell tickets and sell yeah. buy rates. So right. uh, no doubt about that. Uh, Jade Cargill, we see her confronting Bow Wow from a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It cuts to an interview with her and the baddies. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling's back with her and... Mm-hmm. He says that the official stance from Team Jade is there's no comment. And the baddies are about to leave. They say they're going to have a celebration next week. And Kier Hogan is fired from the baddies. Mm-hmm. You want to know where Stokely Hathaway should be right now? With Jade Cargill and the baddies. Just my take there. 
Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I suppose. I I, I really I, we'll have to see now what they're actually gonna, what they're actually doing with the firm. I think they're probably going to slow play um, the reveal that the firm has been in MJF's pocket all along. When um, uh, when like MJ, uh, sorry, Moxley's got to go on vacation at some point, right? Like. He's still sticking around to, to, to tell Regal to run far, run fast. But that dude was supposed to go on vacation in September. And he I'm sure he wants that vacation. Yeah, so I, I think you're probably going to have Moxley laid out backstage. And we're not going to know what Who happened. Did Who did it? Um, could it have been Brian Danielson? He was having words <laughs> with John Moxley, we saw. Um, there's a lot I of other... For MJF. Uh, but yeah, Red Velvet also did come back in this. I'd be remiss if I did not mention that. So, yeah. um, but I think that that um, that there's something for the firm um, to uh, I think that that maybe Paige doesn't need them, but everybody else in that group does. Um, and I think that Paige being the guy in the firm, the guy who is closest to being a main event top talent in that group. Uh, without him, they're just a bunch of uh, like a couple of upper mid cards and some jobbers. As great as jo- Stokely is, he's not going to elevate those guys to be something better than that. So he elevates them as well. So I think that's all good. If you could have the him back with them, back with uh, Jade, but it feels like that train has sailed. Um, one thing here, I don't need a, a celebrity mixed tag match. No, I do just not. Let, just let me see Jade Cargill punch Lil Bow Wow in the face once. And I'll be done with it. I can move on. Um, too bad for Kiara Hogan. I don't know why she got fired. That was that was odd. Um, yeah. Too bad. Yeah, it it was unfortunate for her. We also got a Wardlow vignette where he just basically said he was pissed off at Samoa Joe. And listen, angry chasing Wardlow is always good for business, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So, I mean, I like I like that he was like, um, I didn't know what happened, but I went back and watched the tape, and now yep. I know exactly who to blame for this. Yep. Um, there was something very interesting about uh, the end of that match on Saturday where, um, I mean, Wardlow can say now that he went back and watched the tape and then he knew what happened. But he knew what happened in the moment after the match because he and Will Hobbs looked at each other like, Whoa. so we agree that we have a great respect for each other and that mother effer is going to need to get got. Yep. Like, I, I think there's some really, really cool stuff there. I would love the idea of Will Hobbs and Wardlow being the guys who are great rivals, but also, God damn it, do I respect you. Yep. Like, I really want that whole West Mantooth action from <laughs> both of these guys. Um, I, I, I kind of need, I love, I love the idea of them being a tag team for a while and then realizing without like having to feud about yep. it, we got to go our separate ways. Our energy's all just off right now. And you could really run that kind of off again, off again, rivals and, and friends for like five years and it would totally work well it can also be a situation where joe's got two titles hobbs goes for one of them and wardlow goes for the other there's an opportunity to explore that route too i mean hobbs with the ring of honor tv title seems like a viable path and would get him some tv time as well so i could see that uh real quick to get back on jade front jambeard says with the three-way tag match that happened tonight plus kira getting fired i could see her teaming with her girlfriend slash wife diamante and we are getting close to a woman's tag titles including nyla and shafir i'm not so sure about that just yet that that's yeah I don't know that they add, I don't know they add those belts. Yeah. I I could easily see a um maybe not with these particular maybe not with 
maybe not with Hater as champion, but I could easily see a um, you could easily cut a promo that's that's Jay Cargo says I beat everybody. I am the top women's champion here. Mm-hmm. Nobody can beat me. Why am I carrying the second dairy belt? Right. I want that one. And you could easily run a, a champ, a double or nothing, where you could run Jade versus whoever's the champion at the time. And then you fold those into one big singles title. And then you add to, to make up for the TBS division, you add a women's tag titles thing because there are plenty of women who could do There that. are definitely a lot that. of women who could be utilized for it. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the match that I think everyone's been waiting for us to talk about here. That is mm-hmm. match two of the best of seven series between Death Triangle. And the elite, the death triangle, move up to nothing in this series. Uh, a hell of a match once again. They told a lot of different stories in it. The hammer once again coming into play. Uh, the selling was mainly done by packing this with his nose and the way they targeted that yeah. with mask on, which I thought was a nice little wrinkle. The story they were telling on commentary was, well, the elite got screwed the other day, so they have free reign to do whatever they can to win in this match. But... Of course, what everyone's ultimately going to talk about, the CM Punk references in the match and the crowd. The crowd was not having any of the elite in the first 10 minutes of this thing. Massive Mm -hmm. boost. Kenny Omega did an interview earlier and he said it's time to move on from all this stuff. And he proceeds to bite pack in this match and hits a go to sleep as well. Wow. How about that? Um. So I've seen a lot of stuff, including from 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 Sean Ross Sapp, that it feels so heavy-handed right now that there's no way Punk isn't eventually coming back when he's healthy. Um, and, and like I'm, I don't know. Like it certainly does feel that way, part of me, but also like I'm, I, I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't know what 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 how you what what the I... reconciliation was backstage with that guy, but like it it does feel like. A lot of people in the locker room, unless the whole thing's a work, um, don't never liked that guy are happy he's gone or whatever. Um, but there was so much like like you had uh, Matt Jackson try to do a buckshot lariat, but like land on his butt and goes, what happened? Um, like there were so many references to CM Punk in this. And <laughs> I think a lot of it was also playing up to the crowd who. Was that's, immediately healing on the elite. That's their what entrance. I think it was more than anything else. I still don't <laughs> see CM Punk coming back to this company for a variety of reasons. And when have the Young Bucks ever backed down from not leaning into controversy? That is mm-hmm. what they've done. They can say something on the surface level, but as performers, this is what they have done for years now. If you've been right. following their career, you know this is how they do it. Look at all the stuff they did with WWE when they were teasing if they were going to go to WWE on being the elite. They lean into everything. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't read too much into this, but the elite try to cheat here and death triangle. This time it's Penta uses a hammer after mm-hmm. Nick Jackson tried to use a hammer. Mm-hmm. And now death triangle is up to nothing in this best mm-hmm. of seven series. Do you see them playing this like the 2004 Yankees and Red Sox where yeah, the triangle goes up three, nothing. And then the elite rattle off four in a row. It's it's, it's such Vince McMahon booking and I hate it. Like this is there. Here's why I love the first match so much. I genuinely did not know who was going to win. Sure. I, I thought they'll probably have the elite win. That's a big thing. It's a, and move forward. They were supposed to be the champs to begin with. 
you rectify the situation, you move on. You can easily have Phoenix and Pac like feud against each other because one guy wants to cheat and the other guy doesn't. So you have something for the Death Triangle to do. You move on. But when Death Triangle won, I was like, well, that genuinely shocked me. Now I feel like going forward, I, I, next week is the only match of the next seven that uh, the next, uh, next five that I don't kind of know who's going to win, especially if you have the the death triangle win again next week, then you know, the next three are all going to be the elite Mm -hmm. because there's no way they book it to not go the full seven. They've, they've got the dates, all the dates are circled. They know what they're doing. Um, So I would rather it be one, one, two, two, three, three, and the seventh. I'd always rather it be that because then at least maybe you could go like two, one, two, two, and then back around the other team gets an advantage. You could do those kinds of things, but when it's just like, it's up to nothing next week, the elites got to win. And I would hope they win two in a row so that we get a best of three, a straight up best of three. That's what I want. I want that as well. And I do think it's within the realm of possibility that it gets booked that way. But I think they look at this too, as an opportunity to tell the story of death triangle, just as much the elite with death triangle, Ray Phoenix and Penta were resisting the cheating advances from Pac. Eventually they give in, they rattle off some wins, and that starts to unfold over the course of the series, leading to either the breakup of Death Triangle or Pac leaving or the Lucha Brothers having dissension. I see a duality in the story that they can tell there, and it was Matt Jackson, not Nick Jackson. My apologies on that. Uh, Tyler Brown asked via super chat chances we get the elite doing a backstage segment where the super kick where they super kick a door on death triangle and hit alex with it uh i would not go that route that seems a little hunters yes yeah probably not no that that seems Um, on the nose it does seem a little on the nose um i i I, again i thought the match was amazing all the spots the the spots were fantastic i liked the the playing uh, playing into the crowd um and uh, and now the whole thing is that 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 I, I trust these wrestlers who are some of the best in the world to um, to recognize, OK, well, now the elite can't be can't be gagging it up. They can't be like, oh, look at us. Aren't we cute? We're doing funny gags. Um, you're down to nothing like you should be in this thing. There should I, be a sense of urgency. I think there should be forward. a win in this for the elite where they just beat the shit out of death. Trial. Yeah. And like brawl them and beat the shit out of them and yeah. win by that. And it kind of, whoa, wait a minute. We've never seen that from the elite. And you have right. a chance to tell these different stories and matches with this. And I think if you right. can vary the degree of storytelling, it will make this best of seven series even more valuable. Uh, right. Ray O says CMFTR versus elite is so money. I pray these guys don't leave that money on the table. That's uh, certainly. I mean, it's a big Listen, match if it happens for the the grand. I would I would think I might be wrong about this. Certainly in Chicago, it's wrong, but for the grand majority of all AEW fans, I think Punk coming back would have to be playing up the heel stuff. I yeah. think that that's kind of what people are in, and I don't want FTR to be bad guys. No, like almost ever again. I love cheering for those guys so much. That I, I don't want to see them like jump jump back with I, I think you're rot wrong about it being money. It's all kinds of money, but I I I I don't know. I honestly don't know what, what what's going on with, with the CM Punk thing. Honestly don't. Um yeah. I uh I, I think that this this match was excellent and now now it's gotta be serious time. 
I think that you were able to do this match in front of this crowd, but down to nothing, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, now the East gotta be serious. Yeah. Uh, Chi town smart says the elite are basketball fans. It's going to be death triangle blowing a three to one lead warriors calves. Of course. Uh, yeah. I, 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 but at least it, at least that means the elite get a victory next week. Mm-hmm. It would. And be. then it, then it begins, it goes two to one. And then if the, if, if, if you get death triangle going up three, one, the following week, then I think, I think that it's going to be three, three. And then in the final one, you could, you could convince me, of anything, honestly, I I still think it's going to be the elite winning. So then they'll feud with House of Black, but maybe that's just me hoping for it because I want that so badly. I really want it too. Uh, Jam Beard, who's been killing it tonight with the super chat, says if Punk comes back, he'd be their most hated top heel, even if he's not in a title feud, much like what Jericho tried to be. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. Again, guys, you can send in your super chats right here or at humperchats.com. I've got a bunch to catch up on in just a minute here. But Alex, you know, there was so much aerial assault in this match. There's just so much mm. air that I, I swear Ray Phoenix leapt so high in the air that he lost his ability to stream AEW. Uh, tonight he just lost his ability to do so but if he had nord vpn then perhaps he might have had success in watching nordvpn.com slash fightful is great how great how about this you're gonna save money on it if you buy as many pay-per-views as i do and i buy a lot man i'm not gonna say what kind that's for you to determine but I got a great deal with NordVPN. Used it before they even worked with us. Got 70% off my deal. Got an additional month free, 30-day money-back guarantee. Works on all my devices. I have it on this computer. I have it on this phone. have it on the router that's sitting right over there. The TV that's up against the wall. The laptop that's downstairs. It's on all those devices, and it works on all those. And I can do that and have online threat protection, avoiding pop-up ads, malware, all that stuff, online trackers. But you can change your virtual location with just one click with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to services overseas or get those pay-per-views at the international rate. Check it out, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. I want to continue our conversation about awful uh, or most overrated, I should say, Thanksgiving foods because i asked you guys to leave super chats mm-hmm. for that uh jordan cooper says green bean casseroles the chris jericho of dishes you wonder why it's on the table doesn't look appealing but ends up tastier than you thought no it sucks it <laughs> sucks green bean casseroles the worst this is green bean casseroles should have retired years ago that's what i gotta say about uh, Albert Ponce says pumpkin pie is overrated. LOL. Like you try to bring anything else, we'll get you ostracized in my that's family. True. That's that's fair. So uh, many, so many families are like, you got to do it. Like not only does it have to be the same dishes every year, but they have to be prepared according to great great Mima's way, or else <laughs> you, you could you sitting at the kitty table. <laughs> and Jam Beard says cranberry sauce is overrated. I've always hated, no matter if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's a controversial take there uh I mean, it, uh, the, the the one that's shaped like a can it's just, it's just some weird canned jello it's not in a well, you can like real fresh. real real fresh cranberry sauce can be pretty good yeah i agree with that i definitely agree with that uh, okay so thunder rosa no longer the aw women's world champion and jamie Hayter no longer the interim world champion 
Uh, we get this announcement via an interview segment with Renee Paquette, Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, and Rebel. And uh, Renee is about to interview Jamie Hader about winning, but Britt Baker steps in and says, Jamie Hader doesn't need any of this ballyhoo. Just let her walk down to the ring. We're already starting to sow those seeds for Britt Baker, mm-hmm. bringing herself one step closer to yep. becoming world champion again. Would you agree? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, there's, I mean, and, and with good reason, please. Like if you're, if you're going to have Jamie Hader be the champion, um, I, I, I thought we could have had a really great non-title feud between Jamie and Britt and have Jamie win that feud. Yep. And that propels her as a baby face toward being the champion. Now that she's the champion, of course, her first feud as champion has got to be with Britt Baker. Um, uh, I feel like that's probably written in the stars. She wins that feud, I think, is the smart thing to do. And then you can you can have that propel her beyond that as well. I like that, that not only do they have her, Britt Baker, like stepping in and grabbing the microphone and saying, I'll answer for her. But then when she does, she says all nice things about Jamie. So that's. Like, a, there's a little bit of gray area there. But also, we'll talk about in the match, they decided, let's have Britt get the pinfall yep. and make it all about Britt. And so we'll see how Jamie starts to resent that in the weeks moving forward. Yeah, we saw Britt Baker and Jamie Hare defeat Tay Mello and Anna J. <laughs> Tay J. And uh, mm-hmm. Willow, Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Uh, this was... I, th- I thought it was a fine match. Again, it was pretty story-based with Britt being the one that picks up the fall here. Again, Britt, it would make sense for her being the conniving heel she is to want to play this close to the chest. She helped her win so she could be that much closer and to sow some doubt in between uh, their little agreement that they have working with one another. Right. I think that that's a pretty easy story to ultimately tell here. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. Anything about the match stand out to you? I mean, Ty J doing their shtick. Um, yeah. It doesn't work for me. Uh, <laughs> I love Willow. I, I'm, I'm Sky Blue is really growing on me. Uh, listen, I, I think both the, uh, Ty Mello and Anna J are great. Mm-hmm. I just think the shtick that they're doing yeah. is just. I agree. Laying it on pretty thick. I um, love that Willow's getting showcased, man. I think Willow's yeah, going to be in the division one day soon, and it's going to be great. I, I, I do too. I, I think I said this, like I, I thought that if we're ever going to get a real split between ROH and AEW, I think that you could build an entire women's division in ROH around Willow, let her be champion, let her run for a while, stave off some veterans who are coming after the belt and then bring her back over to AEW and immediately set her up there. Like she was ROH champion for like nine months. She's ready now. And then do put, put the belt on her over there. Yeah. Uh, Also in this match, as it ends, actually, Excalibur tells us that officially Tony Storm's reign is recognized as an official (laughs) reign now. I think, and I'm not, I I have no intel telling me this, but I think that Tony Khan saw people angry tweeting during the match about, well, shouldn't Tony Storm's reign be recognized now as official? And he got in the headset and said, hey, guys, say that Mm -hmm. Tony Storm is now officially recognized. Yeah, uh, I thought that I think, I think it's a good call because um, a- everyone that I saw had anything to say about it. It's like, hey, good for Jamie. Although, Tony, that sucks for her that she's the only one who was never actually champion. Yep. Um, and I think that it's great that they're like, no, 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 she was champion too. So we're all good here. 
Um, but it did feel like they were trying to, uh, oh, let's run that back. Whoops. Whoops. Made a mistake. Uh, we're, we're good now, though. Right, guys? Cool. We're good, right? Yeah. Uh, Humper Chat from Joey Bag of Donuts. Most women's tag matches in AW are awesome, so why not have a women's tag team championship to add to the 18,743 other belts? Uh, as I said, I don't want them just to create out a whole cloth. I think they can easily merge. They they created the TB. I, I I feel this way. They created the TBS title as something to do with Jade Cargill because they didn't want to beat her, but they knew if they didn't beat her, she could not be kept away from the women's championship. Sure. And Britt was the champion at the time, and they didn't want to take the title off of Britt, so they created a whole other belt just for Jade. And now she's gotten to a point where, okay. That's done now. She's we need her to actually be as part of the top women's division. And so I think you can merge those two and then replace that division with uh, with the, the tag division. Sure. Uh, J.W. Pringle says, on a wrestling show the day before Thanksgiving, how was there not a food fight? Three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm missing out there. Big opportunity. I mean, I mean some, somebody, like, listen, you, you had a match with, with best friends and 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 the comedy segment of Yas, like how does somebody, how does Daddy Magic not end up wearing a turkey for a hat? How did we not end up his head all the way inside a turkey? How did that thing like put, not put happen? Some, put some mashed potatoes in the hat right. and stick it on his head, mm-hmm. right? Oh, there you go. Like here's, here's the thing. Like <laughs> there's got to somewhere near ringside catering's got to have some some Thanksgiving Day fixings, and you get Chuck Taylor who steals the hat goes over, puts gravy in it, and then puts it back on Jake Hager's head. Come on, who wouldn't laugh at that? I can text a guy and find out what kind of catering there was tonight if they had Thanksgiving uh, spreads out there. Yeah, maybe. guess we maybe. can find out. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's continue here. Uh, we see a challenge from Top Flight to FTR for the Ring of Honor tag titles on Rampage, which is a 4 o'clock start on Friday, 1 o'clock if yeah. you're on Pacific time. So that is a early day at the office. Yeah. Uh, the acclaimed were so freaking over on this show. So now, over. They remind me, and I'm not just making this comparison to this team because daddy ass is out there, but they right, remind right. me of how over the new age outlaws were. And I was at that show at full gear this past week. Their merch was everywhere throughout the entire arena. It was a sight to be seen and they are just, massively over and they are interrupting they they, well i should say max caster takes a dig at jay lethal and jeff jarrett in his rap and then we are interrupted by jay lethal satnam singh uh sanjay dutt and jeff jarrett where they issue a warning to the acclaimed uh so all things considered it looks like jeff jarrett and jay lethal are going to get a tag title shot before ftr does man um like as soon as they appear on tv the entire crowd starts with an FTNA. They did. Stand, and they did not say F. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, J E double F off. That's what I said when he first showed up. I'm, I'm done with, with that. I've never been a J lethal, like both, both of these guys like waltzing in and on the cachet of stuff they did 15 years ago. Getting a an ROA, a, a, sorry, an AEW uh, title match at all. I I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm just I don't I'm not I'm not here for Jeff Jarrett. 
um, coasting on a legacy. I never thought he was good ever. And Jay Lethal like doing it like, hey, remember when I when I did uh, Flare to Flare? Remember that? Like that's that's his whole thing to me. So like I I don't know. I'm not into it. Just in, I'm just not. I, I'm not saying this is a cheap plug. Matt Hardy and I today just taped an entire episode of his podcast, The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, about Jeff Jarrett because they've got a big match at WrestleCade and there's a lot of personal animosity between them. And we were going through Jeff Jarrett's career lineage and whatnot. I've always liked Jeff Jarrett. I was never a huge fan when he was actively in the ring. I've grown to respect his mind a lot for his sure. simple and easy approach to wrestling because it's not. So, uh, wrestling, even if you make it look simple, it, it's not easy. And I respect that a lot about him. Does he need to be consistently in feuds on AW television when there are so many tag teams in that tag team division that I think would be better suited challenging the acclaimed yeah i do but maybe the higher powers say hey this is a good way to get them a little bit of a rub but what what did jay lethal and jeff Jarrett do to deserve this title match they They just lost they just just lost to sting and darby like so i'm i understand you're saving ftr versus the acclaimed probably for the pay-per-view and i get that but like my, my my outrage at Jarrett and Lethal getting a tag title match before FTR is just on general principle. I don't like they couldn't they shouldn't get one before anybody. I don't know who's available in the tag division. Pick a name. Those guys deserve a title shot before Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in my book. So that's just my own personal thing. Uh, Vala Mama Deepudi, I apologize. Vala, just Vala. Vala, okay. Uh, he says uh, a wild slap nuts appeared. Uh, yep, yes, just, just, he, just, he walks like they're, they heard you get Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and the big stiff behind him cutting the promo and then walking like through the frame is Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing about the whole, the whole deal that pops me. Uh, I, I have some other things, but uh, Jim Beard also says Alex's dream match is Jericho versus Double J. Uh, you know they're going to do it too. You know, that, that, Ring of Honor World Champion Jeff Jarrett. Um, I think when whenever that happens takes place on the review that night, I will have nothing to say because I won't watch that match. I just can't. I won't be able to bring myself to do it. I won't be able to bring myself to do it. We still have a little more time here, guys. I want to see some more Humper Chats and Super Chats from me. Humperchats.com. We'll get them right on air. We still have a few more to read and also coming up after this around midnight eastern uh, day after dynamite it's technically day after dynamite with will washington i had a chance to hang out with will this past weekend i had a great time with him uh so make sure you go support that as well uh anthony henry versus darby allen hikaru shida is going to be in action in lfi versus dark order on rampage as well mm-hmm. and that gets us to our main event alex chris jericho versus tomohiro ishii this i thought Frankly, I don't. I don't know if you want to hear this or not. I thought this was one of Chris Jericho's best singles matches on TV this year. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. Of course it is. Like, you know, <laughs> I think that you can rank all of his best matches against uh, by by ranking the opponents that he faced okay. against them. Because Jeff, Jeff to, I mean, I I think it's amazing that he can do some of the stuff that he can do now. Um, still at this point, but a lot of his side of matches to me feel paid by numbers. Like I, I'm going to do whatever the guy opposite me is doing. That's his match. I'm going to wrestle his match and that that's fine. I think, uh, listen, um, at, at this point, I think this match was great. I think she is, is an all, an all time talent. I love that guy. 
and and he and and Jericho stood in there and took chops to the chest so hard that he bled all and over the place. I like think stuck he chopped pig. his nipple off. I, I I I don't I don't know how you don't have respect for that, which I certainly do. It's uh, to me, it's all of it's just the fact that he's in this spot in the company right now at all to be in these main events that I have everything after that. Hey, he's, he's great, but. I would much rather see somebody uh, younger being established as opposed to the sure. guy who is, you know, if you say so, the goat. But yeah. he's been doing this for so long. He's he's not gaining anything by this. And depending on who he's beating, not a lot of the people that he's beating are gaining a lot of stuff. By I thought they were going to gain stuff with this Daniel Garcia feud, but he's actually lost position in the company so i i mean there's back and forth i thought the match was great i can't say anything bad about the match i don't like just the aura of what jericho represents as a whole in all the professional wrestling i thought ishii's selling in this match was really great and the little teases they did that he was too exhausted and he couldn't stand and they came at very unexpected times which was very effective and then for the finish where He's looking like he's going to pass out in the walls mm-hmm. of Jericho. He's climbing, he's climbing. He tries to roll it over, but then it's the lion tamer and he's about to pass out. And as he's about to pass out, he flips him the finger and taps. I yep. love this finish. I thought the finish was great for this match. And afterwards, it looks like Chris Jericho is going after Ian Riccoboni and Claudio makes the save. So my gut would tell me final battle is probably going to be Claudio versus Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Again. Like I, I love Claudio, and I, I, I don't believe that that after that match he will get the title back. I, I, I've said this since the beginnings. If they put the belt on Jericho, it's all a stunt to get people who have money to be like, I recognize that guy from from wrestling twenty years ago. So obviously he's a Hall of Famer type of guy. Therefore, I will give you my money to have a to have a TV show. Mm-hmm. And once that is established, then we can move on. But if that, since that's not established yet, we're just going to keep having Chris Jericho beating all these guys yeah. that I love personally. Like, <laughs> I've loved Claudio since before he was even in WWE um, when he was Claudio the first time. And so it, every time he loses to Chris Jericho, a guy who I don't particularly love, it, it makes me personally, this may be very different for everybody in the chat, it makes me personally sad and I don't want to be sad. So I don't like watching those matches. That's just me. Uh, Tom Lavalley says, yes. In half the matches tonight, Alex mm. is in heaven. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of my biggest problems with this show, and it is a consistent theme that I find with a lot of AEW dynamites in the last six months or so, you know, I host strictly business with Eric Bischoff and I will say up front, I don't agree with a lot of Eric's takes about AEW. A lot of them I don't agree with. But one that I typically do from a TV formatting perspective is I don't think AEW often puts the right matches as the main event. The most Mm -hmm. hyped up match for this show was the Elite versus Death Triangle in Chicago. And it's Mm -hmm. no disrespect to Chris Jericho and the Ring of Honor Championship against Yuri Shi. You could have put that at the 9 o'clock hour uh, main event there, and it would have been great, and people would have watched it, and people would have stuck around to mm-hmm. watch that elite versus death triangle match, right. just see out of pure curiosity how sure. the crowd was going to react. 
with you putting that at the nine o'clock hour, I don't think you're going to have as many people stick around for the main event to see Chris Jericho versus Ishii since they know Ishii wasn't going to win that championship. Yeah. Oh, no, not a chance. And, 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 and until we know that ROH is established as a second brand and they can build somebody else to be the next, the only other guy I can think possibly that they could have beat Jericho for it is Danielson. That's the only other guy they have that's even available in my mind that they would use to also build the ROH brand on the back of is Danielson. I don't, I mean, it'll be it, every time they're like, oh, Jericho taking on another former ROH champ and beating him like nine out of 10 times cheating in order to do so. Like, it's just a thing that I, I, I don't particularly enjoy. Um, and he didn't cheat tonight to his credit, but oftentimes he does or at least attempts to um and it just becomes like a thing like okay well i if the match is that um uh predictable then i enjoy it less so i'm i'm seeing some people say adam cole god i wish i wish it would be adam cole i don't i just don't know when he's when he's back yeah i don't know if or when he's gonna be back hopefully we can take tony khan at his word that he will be i just think it's poor formatting now, it was such an obvious layup to me that the Elite versus Death Triangle in Chicago would be mm-hmm. the main event of this show. Yep. And it just seemed like a missed opportunity to keep people uh, staying around. Speaking of that match, Adam Weller says, Match 7 is a week after Wrestle Kingdom. Triangle will win. Punk will return like kids. If you want to run a business, you can't be going back to your old playground. Oof. I, I mean, if that was something they were going to do, it would make sense for him to say that. Um <laughs> I, 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 I just, I don't, uh, I think that they're, they're, they're definitely going to stretch it out to the full seven. Um, and they can make that be a part of the, of the booking of how they'll handle it. Like, Oh, Kenny Omega's got, got a jet lag. Um, or, you know, uh, it'll, it'll, it won't play into it at all. And, uh, they'll move on. Brent Lockman says, great match for the main event, but it's so hard being an Ishii fan sometimes. Also, it's a good thing Ishii doesn't have a neck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. true. Um, um, it is hard being an Ishii sometimes a fan sometimes because you know how great he is and that he's not going to be in that position. Regarding our comments on the tag division, Albert Pond says you got Butcher Blade, Gun Club, Gates of Agony, Nice Woods, just to name a few teams. I'd rather see a feud with the acclaimed in the kingdom. Yep, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot there. Uh, we have another one from Jambeard saying I would love to see an AW versus New Japan match between New. New Japan Women's Champ, which was Kairi Sane versus Sheeta, make it happen at the next Forbidden Door pay per view. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's make yeah, let's make that happen. Uh, we got another one from Adam Weller. Says today I found out watching Dynamite with a bad fever. Gee, the pacing of the show, the Excalibur speedruns, Taz and Tony fighting. My head hurts, dude. Taz and Tony Schiavone fought so much on this episode tonight. They really did. Holy really did. Jesus! Yeah. They really, really did. Uh, continuing here, we got another one about Thanksgiving overrated food. Uh, Jacob McCray says, late to the show, the trick to turkey is an air fryer. Crispy fried turkey has changed my world. Now, here's the thing about air fryers. I I will live and die by air fryers. I totally feel that sentiment. Alex, do you have, do you have an air fryer? Of course. You know damn well you ain't thin a whole Thanksgiving. No, turkey. no. You'd have to like, you'd have to slice it up and then put it in the air fryer to crisp it uh, piece <laughs> by piece. The thing of it is, is that this is my thing for turkey. I love 
the fight the, the week after Thanksgiving, the cold turkey sandwiches with real like mm-hmm. turkey that you've like I love that, but I honestly hot turkey doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So it's one of those things of like I'd rather eschew the the the, the serving of turkey on the night if I get one more turkey sandwich out of it going forward. Yeah. I will swear by this. I am all about smoked turkey. I mm. you put it in the smoker. It mm. changes the flavor of it. You mm-hmm. add so much more sure. depth. The smoke ring adds a lot. Uh, I've never done the deep fried turkey. Way too scared that I'd burn my house down. So I, f- I feel like they intentionally do the all the like. Uh, don't don't put your turkey in here if it's got any frozen bits in it because that'll explode everything. Also, make sure you don't fill your your deep yes. frying thing yes. all the way to the top with oil. Mm-hmm. which is what we did, which is why it exploded. If you actually do everything correctly, it might not do the thing they show in the videos. Crazy, right? Uh, Jam Beard says, here's an idea to make Alex happy. Murder Grandpa Suzuki is a former Ring of Honor TV champ. Jericho could face him and beat him as the yeah. next challenger. Yeah, that'd be great. Make me, me feel real good. Watch watch one of my favorite guys, Minoru Suzuki, lose to Jericho. I, I, I love it. It'd be great. <laughs> Great Clay says it's a Humper chat. Says I keep holding out hope for Gresham to take the belt off Jericho a final battle or sometime thereafter. I should let this go, correct? I I haven't heard anything about the, any kind of reconciliation or whatever. Whatever that was, it feels like that was a final straw. Yes, uh, we're wrapping up here, guys. So these are the last ones we're going to be uh, reading here. Rayo says John Alba is the effing man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm having a blast with you, Alex. I really appreciate it you. It's fun. It's, 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 it, it, I think I think there's a you you are uh, very uh, what do you call uh, measured and <laughs> uh, and thoughtful, and I am just a font of misplaced rage. So you know. Oh. <laughs> no you <laughs> no i am genuinely thoroughly enjoying this uh humper chat from jesse says uh gentlemen to show us so much gentry and goodwill as to expend your time with us a while for the supply and profit of our hope your visitation shall receive such thanks as fits a king's remembrance which is from hamlet hopefully that was keith lee reading that happy thanksgiving everyone <laughs> And uh, Alex, as we wrap up here, we got a jukebox request. Are you seeing mm-hmm. this? Yes, this is something that happens over on the Tuesday show, and and Sean hates it when when it happens on Wednesdays, but he's not here, so he's not here. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm he's not here. Seed the floor to you, my friend. There you go. NCB has requested. Um, uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday by Boys to Men, as sung by William Regal, who's now left. He's gone. He's he said goodbye, and he'll <laughs> never come back ever again. Ever again. <clears throat> How do I say goodbye to what we had? Excalibur, man in the mask, the good times that made us laugh outweigh the bad. I I thought we'd get to see forever, but forever's gone away, you scrummy, scrummy, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I'd like to drown your drumsticks in my gravy. (laughs) Goodbye, man in the mask. I'll always love you. That was money well spent right there. Uh, yeah, man, o- overall thoughts on the show as we wrap up? Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a I thought it was a good show. Um, I think that that your your ne- there was a very special energy to that trios match um, with that with that crowd, like like being being fake angry at everything, but but and the, just being egged on by the elite the whole time. Loved it, man. Yeah, loved it. And that's why it should have been the main event. That's mm-hmm. why it should have been the main event of the show. Mm-hmm. My lasting thought of this. This show so badly needed MJF on it in some it capacity. Really he is the it top really draw. And, and now he's literally the champion, but he is mm-hmm. the top draw. So you got to find a way 
to include him in this. Uh, all in all, for this show, I'm, I'm probably going with a B minus in in that general area. Uh, but one, two mm. two really good matches with the main event and the elite match, and the mm. rest I kind of just felt was largely missable. Right. Just Jim Beard has a question. Have you heard of of Paw Paw Pulowski? Yes, I have. Because that's 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 the 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 elderly grandfather character that apparently is where where he he explains things that happened long in the Diamond Dallas Page used to come out wearing rib tape all over his he had he had broken ribs for three years and no no one ever was able to to figure out how to fix them so he just had to have tape around his ribs for a long time he'd say bang and he hit the diamond cutter and that's what he did. Oh, that, that, that's Paul Popolowski. See, I just I would hear that every week from Diamond Dallas Page when I hosted mm-hmm. DDP Snake Pit, bro. You know, you know, Macho Man really endorsed me. Let me tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was the biggest uh, moment of my career when I beat Sting in a fatal four way match every week. I love Dallas, but oh boy, was it fun, Alex? Uh, we don't have our lower thirds, our supers up for us. Where can people no. find you? Where can you can you can find me uh, on the Twitter, such as it is, for as long as it still exists. At Alex Sourgraps, I'll probably make a hive. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then uh, over on uh, on Tuesdays, where it's just a, a crazy variety hour uh, with me and Kate uh, dissecting ridiculousness on 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 NXT, and then on uh, Mondays and and Fridays over on Fightful Select reviewing Raw and SmackDown. Yes, and I do have a hive, by the way, John Alba. I, I made it. I'm still getting used to it, but I like it so far. It's promising. Okay. You can find me on Twitter as well, at John Alba, J-O-N-A-L-B-A, and I'm the host of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, which drops every single Friday at ExtremeHardy.com or wherever you get your podcasts, and the host of Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff. I also have a wrestling Patreon, wrestling according to Alba.com. We just did a tape study yesterday, watch along of Sasha Banks versus Bailey at NXT TakeOver. Ooh. And we we did a deep dive, like how a pitching coach would watch a pitcher and break down film. It was awesome. a lot of fun. We had a really good time with that. And I'll tell you what, Alex, I think you're going to be seeing a little more of me here on Fightful for better or for worse for some of you guys yes. out there. So I'm excited. I appreciate Sean Ross Sapp letting me have the opportunity to step in and guest host with him. I'm going to see him at WrestleCade this weekend. I hope I see a bunch of you out there as well. This was fun, man. Thanks again for having me here. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. That All right, everybody. See you later. And we'll, uh, what is, what is Sean always say? Um, we're out. We're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.